and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and in this next series, we are focusing on getting to know Jesus through the witness of Matthew, the former tax collector, whom Jesus called to help spread the good news of salvation. We need to trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dive in. Matthew 12 Jesus, the hope for all the world. The Jewish, the Jewish laws of not working on the Sabbath, the day of rest, had gotten out of control. The Jewish leaders of religious law piled more do-nots on top of the original commandment from God. Jesus here shows how wrong this is. Jews today don't drive cars. That's working on Saturdays, that is, on the Sabbath. That's why you see them walking to temple or synagogue on Saturdays. They won't press elevator buttons. I remember in one apartment building in New York on Saturdays, the elevator stopped on every single floor so any Jews riding would not have to press a button. Just to be clear, here's what the commandment said. It's Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the Sabbath day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. What God means here is that we're, we're to work for six days a week and rest for one day. That is not work for money. Don't harvest for money. In this chapter, Jesus tells the Pharisees that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Let's dig in. We're in Matthew chapter 12. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. Some Pharisees saw them do it and protested. Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and he had his companions. He and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. Haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there was one here who was even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Lord, for the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Jesus heals on the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well, 
on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored, just like the other one. And the Pharisee called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. So they want to kill Jesus for doing good on the Sabbath. Jesus, God's chosen servant, verse 15. But Jesus knew what they were planning, so he left that area and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them, but he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. And, and um, it's Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 4. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him and he will produce justice to proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the wickest reed. He will, he will, or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of all the world. That's a wonderful thought, the hope of all the world. Jesus and the Prince of Demons, verse 22. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? Wow, they got it. Whoa, check it out. But when the Pharisees heard about the miracles, they said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcist? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I'm casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. That's an important passage. Like that, that's verse 30, verse 31. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes. Some other version says, you brood of vipers. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from, a tre from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. 
the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. The sign of Jonah, verse 38. One day, some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Noah. For as Noah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Hmm. I think this is where the uh, early church leaders got the idea that Jesus went down to hell while he was in the grave, before he was resurrected, before Easter Sunday. This is probably where that came from. Hmm. The heart of the earth. I don't, I, that's one's hard to, that's hard to, 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 to tell. I mean, it could be. He, I remember the, the Apostles' Creed at one point said he descended into hell. So, I don't know. I don't know. Verse 41, the people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For they repeat, repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here but you refuse to listen. What an evil, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person it came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation, the true family of Jesus. Verse 46, as Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak with him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Oh, well, here are some points to ponder. Jesus is Lord over the Sabbath law. Jesus broke the man-made Sabbath rules over and over again. The idea is to do good on the Sabbath. We do need a day of rest. I personally used to be a workaholic. I worked seven days a week and all it got me was sick. God ordered a day of rest for a reason. It's okay to take a day off. It's okay to clean your house, go shopping, or do laundry on that day. It's okay to bless others. And it doesn't have to be Saturday or Sunday. Your day off can come during the week. Matthew is a Jew writing to the Jews. He keeps reminding the reader that Jesus came to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament scriptures. Jesus brings justice through gentle behavior. They were expecting a king to bring justice by the sword. Jesus was exactly the opposite. Jesus heals and blesses those who are willing to come to him. He heals by the power of God. 
and God is present. His kingdom is here. Verse 30, which I mentioned, this is, this is one that you should remember. And verse 30 was, anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Well, that, my friends, is des describes the spirit of the Antichrist, which is alive and well in our world today. And if you want to read on uh, who is the Antichrist, there's a link in my in my blog um, to that because I did a whole a whole series. Verse 45: Worse ever than before, the evil generation, the unbelievers, they think they're okay, but things will only get worse. Will you be left behind at the rapture? Find out. Click on my blog. Jesus is not showing disrespect to his family at the end. He is acknowledging his new family, his spiritual family. We become part of his family when we are born again. You don't know what that means. You need to click over my blog and, and, and find out. Jesus is more than a problem solver. He's more than just a one-time fix. Jesus should be your GPS, not your spare tire. Jesus is for eternity, our confident hope for eternal life after death in heaven. Hell is the other option, and you really don't want that. Hell is for real, you know. I did a, a blog post on, on that um, a few weeks ago. What religious traditions or habits do you rely on instead of seeking a close, personal relationship with Jesus? How big of a miracle does God have to do so you can believe the truth? What does it take to have eternal life? Well, you have to believe, you have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Then receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven that you won't be left behind at the rapture. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of the blog, there I also embedded some um, worship videos, really nice, really good worship, praise and worship songs in there for you. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. 
Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.